Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Back in July, you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, and I understand that's your job. And that response to NBC's Lesser Holt proves Biden just doesn't get it. He's still literally shocked every time he gets a real question from the mainstream media, meaning he doesn't appreciate the gravity of the situation he's in. Welcome to this week's Insane Things podcast, where we count down the insane, unprecedented things we haven't seen in this lifetime. And there's plenty every week. So let's roll right in. Because if the Bureau of Labor Statistics says inflation is 7.5%, what is it really? This is the same agency y'all that after ADP the private payroll company said we had lost lost 300,000 jobs in January the Bureau of Labor Statistics which I used to call the BLS but now I'm just calling them the BS the BS came out and said no 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 Joey created 467,000 jobs wait a minute the private sector ADP payroll I mean they do the payroll for like the whole country right biggest payroll provider ADP says we lost 300,000 jobs. Uh, They'd know. But the BLS says we gained 467,000 jobs. So this is that same agency. If they say 7.5% inflation, again, you have to ask, what is it really? Democrat Senator Joe Manchin isn't waiting around to find out. He seems to be one of like, I don't know, two people who understands the gravity of the situation the Democrat Party is actually in. Here's what he had to say. This inflation is real. It's harming people. It's 7.5%. That's a tax. And it continues to increase. It's not decreasing. So the feds have to step up to the plate and do something. The administration has to do. We all have to work together right now to get our financial house in order. If not, it's going to be absolutely horrible what it's going to do to the American economy. But as one Fox Business commentator pointed out, Joe clearly doesn't understand. The one person saving his rear end right now, ironically, is Democrat Senator Joe Manchin. He's preventing the Democrats from going straight off the cliff and taking the economy and the dollar with them. Joe Manchin is doing his uh, his share to try to stop inflation. As you know, and you laid out some of the costs, and the president not only doesn't recognize it, he's still pushing for the Build Back Better plan that will make inflation and the worker shortage even worse. So as long as Senator Manchin keeps blocking that, frankly, he'll be doing his job. Which brings us to insane thing number two. Remember, when there's no other option left, 
when they have exhausted all other options, the mainstream media does eventually tell us the truth. That time arrived at MSNBC this week. This was a network that insisted this summer and well into the fall that ongoing escalating inflation was a Republican conspiracy launched against the Democrats in the White House to hurt their political chances. So this shocking admission must have really hurt yesterday. It's only seven seconds long. You might have missed it if you got up to go to the bathroom, but it's still super significant. Here the anchor is talking about inflation and how long it's going to last. So I'm afraid this number is bad and could get worse before at least the forecasts are it gets better towards the end of the year. That's not at all what MSNBC was reporting in July and this fall. Remember back in July when Joe Biden said this. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. No serious economist. Which leads us to insane thing number three. That CNN actually wrote and published this. The results of its poll. It's from an article called A Grim Portrait of Biden's Unhappy America. In it, 56% of Americans can't name a single accomplishment of the Biden administration. And nearly 60% disapprove of how he's handling his presidency. Listen to this. Most of the nearly 60% of Americans, CNN writes, who disapprove of how Biden is handling his presidency were unable to name one single thing they like that he has done. Quote, he's not Donald Trump, period. That's pretty much it, one despondent respondent said. Another answered, quote, I really like his new cat, Willow Biden, unquote. Again, this is CNN. We haven't seen that in my lifetime. Not as a review for a Democrat president. Which leads us to our next most insane thing. If you lived through the Cold War, you'll appreciate this. Vladimir Putin came out this week and pretty much blatantly threatened nuclear war. And like, almost nobody noticed. It wasn't even a top five story. If you can watch a video of that with translations, do it. It's fascinating what has just happened here. He starts the video like, because he's exasperated. He's just come out of a meeting with Macron, who he slams. Macron is the head of France. So he starts the whole thing off and goes, and this is why I've just been sitting through this meeting with him torturing me for six hours. He is mocking Macron to his face. And the reason he's so frustrated is what he's saying is, y'all don't get it. I'm now the lone superpower with an assist maybe from time to time from China, Over Europe, I control the whole energy supply. Europe has just drop-kicked its green strategy to depend on my natural gas. What part of, I'm in total control here, do you not understand? That's what he's saying. And he's saying even if y'all wanted to go to war, I mean, my nuclear capacity is at least equal or greater to y'all's. You don't have any leverage. That's what he's saying, and he's right. Folks, we are watching the polls that were set coming out of World War II realign. And I'm here to break it to you. And Putin's trying to explain. I don't blame him for getting frustrated. We, Americans, are no longer a superpower for the purposes of Europe. France has almost no power whatsoever. And Germany has already capitulated. He's saying, I am economically superior. I control your energy. And if it came down to it, I'll nuke you too. But it won't, because I'm in the driver's seat. And that's why he says to Macron, 
literally mocking him on the world stage. He's torturing me for six hours. Why can't this guy get it? The response from the U.S., though, was almost more remarkable. Well, really insane is a better word. Keep in mind, as you hear this, that whatever leverage we had was in the Nord 2 pipeline. We gave that away this summer in exchange for absolutely nothing. We have no upper hand, no leverage whatsoever. So the Biden administration dispatched this deputy secretary I've never seen before. She looks like a women's studies professor, which, believe me, she's not going to make any impression on Putin whatsoever. They dispatch her to threaten him that they're going to put Russians in body bags. Not only will there be dire consequences to the economy of Russia by what we will do, not just the United States, but this extraordinary alliance uh, that exists uh, with all of Europe and the United States and countries around the world. Not only will that create consequences, but Vladimir Putin should understand that body bags will come back to Moscow as well, that the citizens of Russia will suffer. Wow, we didn't even hear anything like this during the Cold War. And don't worry, she doesn't mean it. Putin knows that. I mean, when you simultaneously announce that you also have no plans to go into Ukraine, not even to evacuate U.S. citizens, well, there's no way you're going in there to hurt Russians. You won't even go in to save your own citizens. Putin knows this. So baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why would she threaten body bags back to a guy who just threatened to nuke us? Easy, because this isn't about Putin at all. Nope, that clip got played relentlessly on MSNBC and CNN. It was meant purely as a distraction from the inflationary data that just came out. The target for that wasn't Putin, and it's not even real war. It's to distract their sheep-like base with Russia, 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 which always works. Or at least has until now. And there's a lot they're trying to distract from. This was an absolutely insane week in terms of watching the psyops of the left. I mean, think about it. This is a group of people who for a year developed an absolute obsession with and a complete new news reporting genre around new news reporting genre around this idea that Governor Ron DeSantis was a literal murderer. His policies were so, and they did it. They called him that homicidal murderer. They even, the left, made the hashtag Death Santis trend. This was a whole news category. How Ron DeSantis was killing people by resisting mask mandates and shutdowns. He was alternately portrayed by the press as evil and stupid. Even as he created and presided over a job creation rate six times the national average. He was still thought to be quite dumb. Folks, in one fell swoop, city after city, state after state, the left 
adopted Ron DeSantis' policies, whole cloth, in a week, and their branch Covidian followers didn't have much reaction to it. It's almost like if you tell them, hey, this is what we're doing now, it's the science. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've come to think, folks, the science must be like the force. Like in Star Wars, it's not actual science. Because nobody who came forward this week, including Leanna Wen at CNN, Rochelle Walensky, any of them presented even one shred of evidence, any of the mainstream media, much less a study, peer-reviewed journal article, anything to justify that the science had changed. They simply proclaimed that it did. So I guess it's like the force with the left. The science comes from within. It is a guiding light. But it, you can't actually touch it, hear it, study it, read it, or publish it or anything. It was bizarre to watch this about face. After a year of Death Santis coverage, perhaps the clip that best encapsulates it is Dr. Leanna Wen, who's CNN's commentator on COVID. She is a mask fanatic. She's also a lockdown fanatic. This woman is such a hardcore loon that she even suggested at one point that people not be allowed to fly or travel without a vaccine passport to enforce conformity with the shot. So to see her go on CNN and casually say this was so strange. The science has changed. The responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. And finally, the most insane and most important thing this week is not the most obvious one. It's the trucker convoy protest. Yes, but it's a key part of it. This week, we found ourselves locked out as freedom fighters of GoFundMe. Now, listen, right now as I record this, Black Lives Matter can still receive donations, including the L.A. chapter, which is under criminal investigation, and Antifa. Again, the people responsible for $2 billion worth of damage during the summer of love. Um, one of the Black Lives Matter protesters was just convicted this week for murder for burning down a pawn shop that a guy happened to be in. He was a father of five. He died no one cares. So they're still getting donations. So is Antifa live on GoFundMe. Freedom fighters who pray peacefully in the streets and provide bounce houses for kids, locked out. So the Christian freedom-oriented platform Give, Send, Go, which has been around since 2015, stepped up and said, hey, donate here. Well, donations quickly soared to $8 bucks. Before the Canadian government got a court order barring them from giving the money to the truckers. Now, it's very murky right now what's going on with that because the CEO says, hey, we're in America. We're an American company. The order doesn't apply to us. So I don't know what's going to happen. The Canadians seem to think it does. But here is the key part of this, folks. This is a test. Perhaps the most important test of this whole freedom trucker convoy mess. Because if our leadership does not scream bloody murder, over this. We will have failed the test. What was the test? The left knows whether we will accept the idea that our financial transactions can be canceled, banned, and barred for having wrong think, as Orwell called it, for having wrong ideas. See, if they don't hear bloody murder, loud screaming and yelling, the kind they'd be doing, if GoFundMe decided to cut off Black Lives Matter in the middle of the summer of love, say. Oh, you would have seen, if they would have gone wild, you would have Democrats sponsoring legislations, legislation, you would have 
Democrat leaders having press conferences. Their building might even be burned down by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Seriously, the protests would have been massive. That's how the left responds. That's why they went. Well, when we didn't make a peep back on the 24th of January, um, when GoFundMe was like, well, we're going to freeze your accounts. We'll decide what to do. We didn't say a thing. That's why we started losing. And they went, okay, cool. Maybe we'll seize the money so it can't be given to anyone else and it won't make, you know, make it to the trucker convoy. And they were emboldened by our total lack of response from anybody but the convoy, right? It wasn't until Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, got involved and threatened to sue and a couple of other AGs did, but that wasn't until they fraudulently took the money, right? So now we're in phase two and the Canadian government saying, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to establish that if you have the wrong politics, you can't donate. If we don't go buck wild defending this Christian platform, if our leaders don't speak out forcefully, and by that I mean Republican leadership, conservative leaders, the left will win this one. They will have established this week the idea that blocking financial digital transactions is an acceptable means of stopping free speech and freedom fighters who are completely peaceful. This is a test. Do not forget that. They are watching. If they succeed in this without, yeah, and the CEO will do pushback. That, that's not what I'm talking about. He is already. If they succeed with nary a peep from our right-wing Republican and conservative leadership, as happened back on January 24th, they will win, and this will be established as a universal international rule. No right to transactions if the government thinks you're right wing. No right to transactions if you're fighting for freedom. Pray we don't fail the test. Pray we figure out it is a test. Because if we don't fight this with everything we have, you're going to see banks, credit card companies, and the like begin to do this in mass. Just watch. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Battleground Podcast. To have it dropped right on your phone as soon as I record it, subscribe on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and share with friends and family everywhere. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.